This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right. Tuesday, welcome. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Myself, uh, Andy Pate, of course, with me today. Charlie Grimes, your engineer. Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man, joining us now as well. Jordan, how are you, sir? Tumultuous world, I must say, John. It must be a very tumultuous world out there. It's gotten a little bit more that way since we talked last month, by the way. Uh, a lot more, yes. I mean, the whole situation in the Middle East, I mean, at the moment, it's kind of limited to an Israeli... Uh, Hamas war, but it could very easily widen, and that has all kinds of implications we can talk about. Yeah, and let's just, I'll save our question of the day until a little later, uh, honor your time a little better that way, Jordan. So let's just, let's get into it. What kind of effect is this having, you know, everybody's seeing, if you unless you live in a cave, you're seeing the aftermath of what's going on in the Middle East. What's this doing to the financial markets? Well, <laughs> the stock market was up today, but so are interest rates, and so are oil prices. Oil prices are we're up about 3 or $4 and continue to go up. I mean, the concern is that uh, Iran clearly is behind all of this Hamas movement, right. both directly and indirectly. I mean, they gave them the weapons and they financed the whole thing, so they're clearly Actually, we gave, let's thing. make sure we get this correct, Jordan. We, the United States of America, through Iran, gave them all of this. A, from what we left in Afghanistan, B, the $6 billion we just released, which is fungible, exactly. as we all know. We did right. this, not anyone else. That's true. But anyway, through Iran, you're right, through Iran, the Hamas got all these thousands of rockets and guns and everything else. Um, and uh, at the moment, it's limited. You know, Israel's going to invade Gaza and kill all kinds of people and destroy all kinds of property and all that. Rightfully so. Uh, but if, if Iran wants to retaliate, then they could close the Strait of Hormuz right there, and uh, that would cause oil prices to spike and have a, a supply disruption, which is what we had after the 1973 Yom Kippur War. Right. Yeah, Jordan, really quick here. Do you think that people are betting against that happening? Because when I see oil prices only jump 3 $4, it says to me that they're not expecting that to actually occur. Well, Not, not that, that it correct. won't. And not really, that it and, won't. And I'm really just quick, saying... Make sure we explain to everybody. We... Don't get oil from Iran because no. we can't, although Iran still, again, oil, like the money supply that went to Iran, it's fungible. fungible so right. you, anytime you take X amount of oil out of the market in general, it's going to drive things up. Right, Jordan? Exactly, which is what's happened. Now, okay. in fact, it's interesting because Iran's production has actually been going up dramatically in recent months. They were at about 1.5 million barrels. Now they're about 3.5 million barrels. So they've yep. been producing more. And Saudi Arabia has been producing less to offset right. uh, that. Um, so it's been interesting because Iran, of course, oil is like up to in the $90 range or something like that. 
So Iran's additional 2 million barrels a day is earning them tons more money. And Saudi Arabia is getting less because they're producing less. Has Iran um, been selling largely to China? Or who are their main... China and Russia. Well, yeah, well, Russia. Yeah, China's their big... And India. China and India are the two places that buy Iranian oil. Okay. Right. And they get it on the cheap. You know, they, they uh, Iranian oil, because it's embargoed, and Russian oil, they're selling it like 40% off the market price. Yeah. They're like 50 bucks a barrel or so, I want to say. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but that is what's financing the Ukraine war, and now... Uh, the Hamas war as well. Well, really so quick, you're saying the markets. You are correct. The markets are not at the moment expecting the Strait of Hormuz to be shut and you know oil supply constricted and the price to shoot up a lot. But that could happen quite quick. I hope it does not. But that is the when I'm talking about the wider war. And then on top of that, you could have Hezbollah, which apparently has 150,000 rockets in Lebanon, and you could get Syria. Uh, you know, you can get all kinds of... I mean, Israel is a pretty small country. And they only have so many people. They're going to put them all towards Gaza. They really don't have the people to do a two-front war. I could see the United States getting involved. I, I could, as, I could as well. Yes, that I agree with you on. Jordan, I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but you're, you've got my mind bursting here with ideas. <laughs> okay. Well, That's always you, a good thing. Well, yes, it is. My wife wishes it would happen more often, so thank you. Um, <laughs> so if places like China are getting it on the cheap... At fifty yes. apparel, which I didn't know they were getting it that cheap. I knew they were getting a deal. I didn't know it was that good. Uh, yeah. What is Iran getting in return? Cash, just flat out yeah. cash. I mean, is this just because they don't have other places they can sell it to? Correct. Because Correct. they're cut off from the rest of the world. Yes. So basically, they're right. just doing volume selling to these countries, and these countries not now have a huge energy leg up over the likes of us. I don't know that I would Correct. call it an energy leg up. Well, three cheaper and a half oil. Million, three and a half million They're barrels a, a day is... cheaper than we get it, that's Yeah, for sure. but three and a half million barrels a day, even on a good day for them, is peanuts compared to what is in supply, you know, worldwide. Well, where I mean, else nothing. are they getting it? Because they're also getting it from Russia. I know that. They're getting it from Russia. And aren't they getting a deal there too, Jordan, or am I wrong? About 40% 40, 40 off. That's okay, correct. so if they're getting a, a big deal from Iran and Russia, right. that adds up, doesn't it? Well, they're saving a lot of money on that, but their Chinese economy is collapsing otherwise, particularly right. their real estate sector. So they need all the help they can get, and I don't want to help them, actually. Uh, but no, this is where the money is coming from uh, that Iran is selling its oil to. It's, they're completely sanctioned by Europe and America and you know, normal kinds of places here. Um, but they're using that money to repress their people and support Hamas and Hezbollah and Syria and all the enemies of Israel. Jordan, yep. for for the average investor, what are the sectors that are most affected by this? Well, if oil price keeps going up, obviously the energy sector has done very well. Mm -hmm. um, but all the so the producers of oil go up, and the consumers of oil go down. So trucking companies, airlines, cruise ships, all the people that use uh, you know oil are going to have to pay a lot more. And it's going to hurt their profits in various ways. So it's pretty clear when oil goes up and down. Remember, it wasn't that long ago, oil was down in the high 60s. Mm -hmm. And now it's in the mid-90s. Right? When oil was down in the 60s, you today, saw... But it, as you say, it fluctuates. So it's 85.90 right now. Yeah, but you know, it's in that range. It's gone up a lot from the 60s. And you see that at the pump. I mean, we were getting down close to $3 a gallon, sometimes even less. Now we're near $4 a gallon. In California, near $6 a gallon. Mm hmm so it affects consumers. It's like a tax on consumers, mm -hmm. taking money out of their pockets that they could use for other 
kinds of spending. And everything else, again, airlines, truckers, cruise lines, all the people using, it's a big tax on them. It hurts their profits. Okay, I'm going to put this to both of you. If the Straits of Hormuz, are, let's say they're shut down, hypothetically, and since this largely affects oil that is going to China and India and not, I, I mean, I understand it's fungible. Anything that is kept out of the world market raises prices. But um, how much does it really raise world prices when they were getting a lot, lot cheap? A lot. It's not just Iranian oil. It's, it's Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, all the countries inside the Gulf. So they could shut it all down. Yeah, which is what they did in 1973. We, we've seen this movie before. Remember that? They were, that's when we had gas lines and all, and they did it again in 1979. Do you think that they could keep it shut down with all these other interests, though, saying, hey, we want to sell our oil? I mean, Saudi Arabia, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I think we'd send in the Fifth Fleet, and we could have a naval battle. That would be exciting. Yeah, I, I don't see. On, I, I, this is where I will disagree with you on, Jordan. I don't see Iran, number one, doing that. They need the cash too much. Number two, they don't have that much power, nor are they that dumb. They're pretty dumb, but they're not that dumb. Yeah, it would it would be self destructive to them. Yeah, they're not that dumb. Um, I mean, they're like I said, I, they're pretty ignorant at times, but they're not that ignorant. Well, it's one thing to attack Israel, who everybody hates over there. It's another thing to cut off to, your own nose. Well, yeah, to make life hard on your correct Arabic neighbors. Correct, right, Jordan? No, no, no. I wouldn't call them Ar- no Saudi Arabia, Kuwait. Those are their enemies. Well, I know that, okay. but they're they're enemies that they probably don't want war with. Yeah, I don't think they want to tick them off. Is the point. No, not that. I'm not again, for sure not, about that. Not that they, they care. I mean, I mean, again, like I said, yeah. Jordan, they're not the you know they're not the brightest bulb in the pack by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, let's face it; the, these guys are are not real intelligent. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in the condition economically they're in. So, I'm not going to give yeah. them too much credit here. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll have to see. But I think that's the market's concern: is if this becomes if it's just Israel against Hamas, they're just going to wipe them off the map in the next whatever, a month or so. It's or or be less. Bloody, you know, I mean, they, they're just overwhelming military power against Hamas. I mean, and and let's face it, a lot of that comes from the good old U.S. of A. as well. Right, and we're going to be shipping them more, Yep. and we have stockpiles already in Israel uh, that they're going to use up. Remember, we've run out of ammunition to even give Ukraine, never mind Israel. We have nothing left to give them. Um, so Yeah, we're, no, unfortunately, in this particular there. case, we're fighting a war... In Ukraine, we shouldn't be, while we should be actually helping the Israelis. That's my opinion. Yeah, well, we're going to help the Israelis, but I'm just saying we don't have the spare ammunition. No, because we've danced around too long over, you know, over in the Russian conflict, which we shouldn't have been in in the first place. Let, let Europe worry about that one, by the way. That's a whole different conversation. You're both making a yeah. great point on the ammunition and how basically we have lowered our ability to help anyone we're fight stupid. an extended conflict yeah. of this kind. You, but, but, you have a knucklehead in the White House that, and, and other folks around him that don't know how to do things. But oh, he, he's crazy. Another conversation. But, but, but Jordan... Really quick here, just one last question before we go to break. Is it really that easy to take out Hamas when they are threaded throughout two two million Palestinians? I mean, you could take out no, some I leaders. Never said it was going to be easy. Well, you just flatten the Gaza Strip. That's easy. my answer. Just flatten and be done with it. Overwhelming military so, power. Kill off two million people. Yeah, just flatten the place. No, here's here's what I would do. I was going to talk about this in the second hour, but since we'll, we're here, I'll tell you this way: give them seventy-two hours to get your crap 
out of Gaza or you're going to be flattened. That's what I would do if I was in charge. you got 72 hours to move your stuff out or we're going to level Well, it. I think it would take a little more than three, oh, no. da- three days oh, no. for no, th- three days two million for people your personal to belongings to pack up and leave. That's it. But there's no place for them to go. The, the border with Egypt is closed. And yeah, they're certainly not going into Israel. Okay. Which is really intriguing then, that Egypt will not take them in. In fact, some of these correct. other countries will not take them in. Why can't they go correct. to Iran? I mean, for crying out loud, yeah. that's who's backing them. I'm just telling you, that's I, and it won't happen. They do my need my to, method will never work, of course, but well, that's what I would do. Well, a large number of them do need to be moved out of there. You can't. Leave, we'll talk about that later in the show. But bottom line, uh, Jordan, are you thinking that a lot of this could be resolved inside of a month or so? Militarily, I think so. I mean, it, it could be house-to-house, house, you know, street-to-street street urban fighting, which is very bloody right. and takes a long time, uh, which that's probably what's going to be amongst rubble. I mean, it's going to be a complete disaster, and, and Israel's going to lose soldiers. Gaza, you know, they're going to be wiped out. It's going to be incredibly bloody. I mean, what they did to Israel is going to be huge vengeance, just huge. Um, so, but, you're, but they can't get out of there. Okay, they would like to. <laughs> Egypt. This was part of the Egypt-Israel Accords, was uh, blocking the border uh, with uh, the Gaza Strip. They're not going to let them out. Hmm. And on the other side is the sea. Maybe they could go go for a swim in the Mediterranean yeah, or something. Get in a boat. There's whatever. no place to go. I, I just, I'm sorry. I have, I have no sympathy. These people chose to live there. They could have gone and done something different. They're there now. As far as I'm concerned, they're on the side of terrorism. Enough right. said. Done. Yep. Wipe them off. I'm, I don't care. Wipe them off the planet. I could care less. Well, that's what's going to happen. So. Yep. All right. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Okay. Bruce Simmons is next. Again, we have Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man. If you have a question for Jordan, outside of all of my ranting and raving, please be sure to let us know that. You can text us that question as well, 307-282-22. Bruce Simmons, though, our reverse mortgage expert, which may work into some things we talked to Jordan about today. Give Bruce a call. Find out if that's a good fit for you. And it's easy. Find him at klzradio.com. A reverse mortgage can make sense for you if you are properly prepared. KLZ's reverse mortgage professor, Bruce Simmons, can help make sure you are ready. Many things you do not need to do first, like paying your bills off first or making certain repairs. And sometimes you will need to shore up some things on the home title or a repair that Bruce knows will be needed for the appraisal. The point is you can be prepared for a reverse mortgage and move now rather than waiting. In an interest rate increasing environment, acting quicker rather than later puts more money in your pocket. Call Bruce Simmons for a free consultation at 303-467-7821 or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. And MLS 409914, American Liberty Mortgage, is an equal housing lender. Dr. Scott Faulkner, he is the alternative to big medicine, big pharma. Call him today for an appointment. He'd love to have you as a patient. Find him at castlerockcryotherapy.com. Are you looking for a healthcare provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado-raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. 
Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. Level Engineering, Alan Davis. Find out if your home is a good fit and if you can save money with solar today. Give him a call, 303-378-7537. Alan Davis knows that you value your energy independence. He also knows you would want your own personal power production facility if you could. That can happen today with solar panels and a battery system if you need it. From Level Engineering, there is great pride in ownership and knowing that no one else can cut off your electricity and keep you from achieving complete energy freedom. KLZ listeners have taken these brave steps working with Alan. The typical benefits include no increase ever in your power bill, no additional bill due to the smart meter the power company has installed, and great savings on your power bill, usually only about 65 to 75% of the amount you were going to pay the power company. Most everyone who now has solar is thrilled that they got it, just like some of our KLZ listeners. They love the freedom from the power company it gives them, and they loved the huge tax credit, too. Call Alan Davis for a no-obligation quote. Call 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. Everyone has had a bad experience getting car repairs done, and that's what motivates the team at Extreme Auto Repair. Trust. Extreme wants to build lasting relationships with their clients, so when their ASE master mechanics do inspections, they use a computer program to document the whole process. And if something doesn't seem right, they use a small camera to give you a video of the problem, so you can see for yourself. Extreme Auto Repair is also a pillar in the Parker community. Having established their shop in 1999 in the same location that they use now, Sean and the staff at Extreme built their business on word of mouth, which says a lot about the confidence they inspire in their customers. Another trust indicator is that a large part of their business is built on repairing professional vehicles, ambulances, vans, and buses that can cause damage or even death if they break down. If ambulance services trust Extreme Auto Repair to maintain their vehicles, you should too. So go to klzradio.com slash extreme to schedule your maintenance, repair, or inspection today. God. Country. Reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, we are back. Myself, Andy Pate, of course, Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man. Text us a question if you have one for Jordan as well. 307-280-222. I'll check the text messages here. As we speak. All right, moving right along, Jordan. And, and again, that, and, and that's a big deal. I mean, that is a big topic because it's going to have a huge impact depending upon how long that thing, you know, tarries on. We've already got issues when it comes to what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. All of this just heightens everything. Exactly. And we don't know how it's going to end. Um, it could be like the Yom Kippur War, which was, the war was pretty short, but the implications were huge. The energy being cut off and all that. So we'll, we don't really know how this is going to work out. We do know that Israel is going to go in and just wipe them out in, in the Gaza. It's going to cause a lot of bloodshed and death and destruction and so on. It's, what a, it's terrible. What about simply investing in weaponry? Those uh, defense stocks have been doing very well, actually. I would uh, think General so. General Dynamics, Boeing, Northrop Grumman. Yes, those stocks have been moving on this. I mean, 
we need a lot more ammunition makers in this country. <laughs> We've run out, and I think the plants that we do have are running 24 hours. But we need a lot more uh, howitzer makers and bullets and so on. It's unfortunate. That's the world we're in today. I... I had not heard that, so that's news to me. I'll do more research on that. I had not, I had not heard that we're that short on ammo and so on. But I'll do some research. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We've gone through all our, our stockpile. Europe's gone through. That's why we gave uh, Ukraine cluster bombs, which have been banned internationally because we didn't have anything else to give them. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> we ran out of howitzers. So. What's weird is that has not just just as a side note that has not hit the street nor street prices when it comes to buying ammunition as an individual. Yeah, well, that's which, good. I which think is it's interesting. Maybe different than the military. Yeah, right? I, I mean, I'm guessing, and there's two sides you, you, of the you should manufacturing. Go try going by buying some howitzer shells. Yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll get on that really quick, Jordan. Well, yeah, <laughs> Jordan, what about? Uh, okay, well, really quick here. I know I keep asking you these questions, but it's just so fascinating. What about guns? Okay, because Jews, people, you know, people in Israel are buying guns now at like four times the pace they were just like a year ago. Uh, if that's going up, does that affect the worldwide market? I know Israel's very small, but I mean, this is happening in places around the world. Is our gun manufacturers becoming a really good investment? Well, there aren't that many public ones. I think there's uh, uh, Smith and Wesson is one of them. I think Remington is private. There aren't that many gun makers okay. investing, but but yeah, oh yeah, gun sales are doing well. And I mean. The southern border and us being invaded by all these people, that, that right. makes people crazy, too. So, right. yeah, you know, guns is a really gross business these days. And howitzers and shells, and it's a, it's a wonderful thing. We have many more ways we can kill people around the world. Yes. All right. All right, so what is next that we need to be watching out for? I mean, and outside of all of that on Wall Street, interest rates are a big issue, of course. Where are we They're at with all of that? They're going up a lot. They've really been going up sharply. Yeah, they really have. So, uh, I mean, uh, short-term interest rates have gone up, um, uh, like 5.5% on treasuries, getting near 6%. 10-year uh, treasuries are about 4.8 on their way to 5. Uh, mortgage rates are like 75 on their way to 8. Um, and then on November 1st, less than a month from now, the Fed's going to meet. And I think very likely it's going to raise interest rates again, which would be their 12th interest rate increase. They did not increase at the last meeting. As I said, they wouldn't, but I think because we had that very strong unemployment number on um, Friday, 366,000 jobs created, um, unemployment rate still 3.8%. Um, that worries the Fed that they're gonna, the economy is too strong for them, and they want to damp it down to get inflation down. And all these things we've been talking about are inflationary. Oil prices going up into the 90s, as we said, that filters its way through the economy. Another thing that's inflationary are all these wage gains being won by these strikes. Right. UPS had a 40% wage increase and avoided the strike. Um, the uh, writers got a, a increase in pay. <clears throat> the actors are asking for it. UAW is asking for a 40% pay increase. Yeah, the UAW um, one probably concerns me, no offense, as far as the, the daily you know, cost no. of doing business and, and consumers is a way bigger impact than the writer's strike or the Hollywood strike would be. Yeah, but, I mean, in general, uh, um, the um, uh, the uh, hotel workers in Las Vegas, right. ground strike, so price of, you know, staying in hotels in Las Vegas is going to go up. Health care, um, you know, the actors is not a big, big thing, but uh, all these things add up, 
and put upward pressure on wages. And the reason people are so upset is the price of what they're buying has gone up so much they can't make it. Right. So they're asking for higher wages to make up for the higher prices because of all the inflation we've had. Jordan, if Hollywood just, actors, if Hollywood actors can't secure higher wages, will we enter into a thousand years of darkness? <laughs> yes, we would. I'm worried for them. I am. You know, it's a hard life. Uh, yeah. Well, for most of them, it is actually. You know, there are some A-list actors that get millions. That's but true. The vast majority That's of actors true. do not get paid very well. Being honest about it, right? Oh yeah, I was. The vast kidding. majority. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a way to make a lot of money if, unless you're Tom Cruise or you know the top top ones. But it's very unequal distribution of of salaries in the acting world. Very unequal. Okay, so going back to the whole economy, the Feds. We've got an election year coming up. I, you know, how does this, which I don't think it does, by the way, how does this bode for the current administration or even the current party? Because I don't think the current president will be the candidate in 2024 that's another you know topic for yeah. a later time well, I mean, but you know bottom line how does this bode for them i don't think well it's not good i mean if you have uh, an oil price shock and oil going up to 90 dollars plus and like the price of the pump goes up that makes people you know mad uh, real estate is out of um, uh, priced out of people's ability to buy in many cases and then the higher interest rates make it hard to get a mortgage and be able to afford it um, just this inflation is really hurting a lot of people. And so, you know, you've got <laughs> what's left of Congress, this dysfunctional Congress, is putting these spending bills through, like for infrastructure, like for the CHIPS Act, like for uh, all the things they're spending money on, including Ukraine and everything else. Um, so they're kind of stepping on the gas. And meanwhile, on the other end of uh, Pennsylvania Avenue, you've got the Fed trying to put the brakes on you know, 11, possibly 12 interest rate increases to try to slow things down. And it's it's not working. Inflation's not coming down. It's coming down some, but not close to what the Federal Reserve wants, and that's why they're going to keep raising interest rates. Jordan, what do you think, with, with everything that's been happening with interest rates, what does that make housing look like coming into next year? I, I'm looking at next spring, and usually, you know, late spring, that's when it's booming. I'm not seeing it. It could be not ugly. Be booming. Not booming. What do you, you can't foresee? Mortgages at seven and a half or eight percent. Right. These are the highest mortgage rates since like two thousand six. Okay, so people can't afford it. Their incomes are not going up to be able to afford a home. So it takes takes a lot of the buyers out of the market, and also a lot of people who would normally be selling are not selling because if they have a three percent mortgage and they'd have to, even if they downsize, get a eight percent mortgage, they're not going to do it. So the supply of houses that would normally be in the market is much less than it normally would be because the sellers are staying where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, and, and that, that's one of the things, by the way, I don't think the Fed took into consideration. I mean, they wanted to see things slow down, but they didn't think about that part of the equation, that there's just certain people out there that will just stick with what they've got. It's going to tighten supply even more. In other words, there were people, you know, even a year ago, Jordan, predicting this huge you know, housing crash, used car market crash as well, which, by the way, neither one have happened, nor is it going to happen. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Anyway, you said, what's the, the economic environment? I mean, we're really uh, putting the squeeze on the market by raising interest rates so much. Yes. I mean, the average credit card interest rate is now 24%. <laughs> okay. I mean, rates have really gone up a lot. Uh, and, you know, mortgage rates almost 8%. 
So these are, you know, a real burden on an awful lot of people. Do you see an increase in savings because there's better benefit to that? I, it seems to me people are going to have less money to save because they're yeah, of what they're they spending everywhere. So yeah. how's that affect? Well, the higher income people are saving a lot, and they're earning a nice five and a half percent on their treasury bills and right. money market funds. But there's loads of people that have zero savings. Okay, what do you recommend to get a better uh, rate for people who are at the middle income? Well, if they could put something aside, getting 5.5% on such a volatile economy is a pretty good thing. Cash used to be trash for a long time. You earned nothing on it for 10 years. Now you're getting 5.5%. That's that's pretty decent. Um, So, yes, a money market fund is an easy way to go. You can buy treasury bills. Um, So, yeah, that's a good place to uh, keep your... Money parked. Now, of course, it's costing the government an enormous amount of money. I mean, right. we don't happen to have a Speaker of the House at the moment, so it's going to be hard to get something passed uh, to keep the government from shutting down roughly a month from now. Um, and, you know, one of the big drivers of the deficit is the interest we're paying. The right. It's going to That's be up right. to about $600 billion this year Huge. in interest on the Huge. debt. Huge. $600 billion. All right. Hold and that thought. a year or so, it's going to surpass what we pay on the military. Gotcha. All right. Hold that thought. We'll come right back. Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man. Questions. The text line 307-200-8222. Veteran windows and doors, 35% off to help in everything we're talking about with Jordan. 35% off and free labor right now through the month of October. Give Dave a call today. 303-529-0720. Veteran Windows and Doors guarantees that every one of their window installations is completed the right way. Veteran knows from their over 25 years of experience that 70% of window installations are done incorrectly by other companies. For example, you may have noticed your windows leaking in water when it rains. This is often due to improper flashing of the windows or no flashing at all. And water seeping in through your windows will damage your drywall, insulation, and more. And even if you own a newer home, there is a good chance that the windows were not installed with the correct flashing. Veteran Windows and Doors promise their windows will be installed properly with the necessary flashing. In fact, Veteran gives you a lifetime warranty on your windows and doors. They will do every job right every time. And for the month of September only, receive 35% off products and free installation. Reach out to them today by going to klzradio.com window. That's klzradio.com window. All right, we are back. RidgelineAutobrokers.com is a place to go if you're looking for a used car. They've got great inventory right now as well. Again, that website, RidgelineAutobrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutobrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutobrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. 
All right, Pops Garage Doors. If you need any garage door help, including just an upgrade to your opener, they can do all of that for you. 719-399-1089. With Pops Garage Door expert installation and warranty, you can rest assured that your LiftMaster garage door will last up to 20 years. Pops offers the highest quality, longest-lasting LiftMaster garage doors with three times the warranty of the big box store because they know you don't want to replace your garage door every seven years. Pops Garage Door takes pride in offering you the same price as these other stores because they trust the durability and life of a LiftMaster to far exceed any of the other garage doors. And they deal directly with the LiftMaster manufacturer to simplify the process for you. Pops is able to honor the product warranty when they provide LiftMaster doors because LiftMaster stands behind their product. Pops also offers you an additional two-year labor warranty so you can be confident you made the right choice. Get high-quality, long-lasting garage door installations with Pops Garage Door. Go to klzradio.com slash garage. That's klzradio.com slash garage. All right, Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. Don't forget about their $50 off their furnace tune-up special right now. Find them at klzradio.com. Becoming a member of Cub Creek Heating and AC saves you money and helps ensure your maintenance is done on time. Proper servicing means your furnace and AC will last longer and run 50% more efficiently, reducing your AC or heating bill and preventing costly repairs to an overburdened system. Becoming a member of Cub Creek also means you save 10% on service and you'll enjoy priority scheduling. As we approach winter, appointments can pile up. But as a member, you'll move to the front of the line and avoid wait lists. Cub Creek's membership makes it easy because they'll notify you and schedule the maintenance for you. This is the best way to catch problems early. The biggest benefit to being a member comes when there's an HVAC emergency. Cub Creek will already know what equipment you have and can get it working again much faster. Have peace of mind year-round by contacting the Ream Certified Pro Partners at Cub Creek Heating and AC at klzradio.com slash HVAC. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man, with us today. All right, let's talk a little bit about the shutdown that is, again, looming. We don't have a Speaker of the House, as you just said. Uh, They are supposed to be working on that as we speak, although I don't see an end in sight. The, The clock is counting down when it comes to getting the budget either finalized and or continued um what's wall street think and again that's a whole other topic outside of what we're what we have going on in the middle east what you are know, their thoughts there i don't think we're going to get it's going to take a while to get a speaker um they have to get 218 votes remember when kevin mccarthy he had, had to have 15 votes uh to finally become speaker by like two votes or something right <laughs> and jim jordan and stephen scalise are two different animals completely yes and, and uh, i i think they'd split the republican caucus pretty much in half, um, and the Democrats aren't going to vote for either of them. So I'm not quite sure how we're going to get a speaker anytime soon. But assuming we get one, I mean, they're supposed to have done 12 appropriations bills and then uh, rectif- or, uh, you know, conference with the Senate to agree on these things. They haven't done any of them. Uh, and I, there's very, I think there's only 10 uh, legislative days between now and November 17th 
um, for the Senate. And there's just not enough time to do these major things. So I think it's highly likely that we're going to have a government shutdown November 17th, right before Thanksgiving. Um, I mean, last time we avoided the government shutdown, and that's what cost Kevin McCarthy his job. Right. Because the eight Republicans Got voted against him for, for compromising with the Democrats. So they're the, they're, those eight are in control right now. Um, I mean, I think they'd vote for Jim Jordan, um, but I think a lot of people would not vote for Jim Jordan in, in the Republican caucus. So it's a real mess politically to try to move forward and get these things done and not shut down the government. So how does the what do the markets respond or how will they respond? I, I believe you're correct, by the way, Jordan. I agree with you on that. How how will the markets respond when that happens a month from now? Well, they, they don't like it, but we've had government shutdowns in the past. We have. It, it doesn't bother the markets that much. What really bothers the markets is defaulting on the national debt because we almost did in June by a few hours. That really gets the markets crazy. Uh, but that's a different animal. Now that comes up January first, two thousand twenty-five. Uh, the, the current uh, debt ceiling bill expires. We have to raise the debt ceiling at, at that point. We are borrowing like crazy right now. We're adding trillions mm-hmm. to the national debt uh, because, remember, they couldn't borrow from January to June, and they've been making up for it by floating hundreds of billions of new debt every week. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons interest rates are going up is this, is this flood of Treasury securities hitting the market now. Um, and so that's you know, more supply, less demand. Right. And prices, meaning interest rates, are going up on it. Yeah, we're thirty-three and a half trillion dollars as we speak. So we've gone from way below the thirty mark to now thirty-three and a half trillion in, in like ten months. Yep, right. Just crazy. <laughs> That's the direction we're going. So all this money we're spending on interest, on Social Security, on Medicare, on the military, on giving Ukraine weapons. Now we're going to give Israel weapons. It's all on borrowed money. <laughs> Tax receipts are down. Yep. I think it was 8%. So the government's taking in less and spending more, a lot more. Um, and that's, as long as people keep buying our treasuries, I guess the game continues. But at some point, people are not going to be too happy uh, you know, buying from out-of-control spending. And that's the situation we're in. So what, I mean, I got a text message from somebody a moment ago that says, well, I've been buying gold and silver. Good idea, bad idea? Gold's been going up. Gold and silver have been going up. In a time of instability, uh, gold goes up. And it, it, it had got down to about 1820, something like that. Now it's in the mid-1900s. I think gold will go up. Yes, uh, that, that's a, a store value, as they say. Um, not only against inflation, but against instability. And I think we've got a, a good amount of instability now that we're going to have two wars going at the same time. And I hope China doesn't see uh, this as a sign of weakness when they go after Taiwan. We could have three wars going on at the same time. Yeah, and that's a good question. What are what are your thoughts there? I mean, they're economically not, as you know, we've talked about this before, they're not in great shape. What, what do they right. do next? Well, if you listen to what they say, Xi says... He's going to take back Taiwan in the next three years. And they were certainly building up militarily to do so, and they buzz them with airplanes and ships and rockets all the time. You know, so it wouldn't take much. And, and there would be a, a bloody fight, but the Chinese, the communists would win just by pure, overwhelming numbers and power. And, and <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of good things in Taiwan, but the biggest thing is, is semiconductors. Taiwan Semiconductor is the place that most chips are made in the world. 
And if that's either destroyed or goes into Chinese communist hands, that's not a good thing. Okay, so I hope that Taiwan is not invaded and taken over. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have a particular, you know, gut feeling on things. I do know that, you know, A, you know, China is in very bad shapes economically. B, it always concerns me when somebody is, when a country is, because as I've said, you know, desperate people, desperate countries right. take desperate measures. If they looked right. at Taiwan as part of an answer to what's looming in their own economy, would they seize that opportunity on the same token they need us to buy all of their products to keep their economy going. I don't know that we've got current leadership that would do, you know, embargoes or anything against, you know, against China if they invaded Taiwan. You would hope that we would, although this president is in their back pocket, so I don't think there's much hope there. Although the next president, in fact, if something like that were to happen, it could again be another death nail on the side of the Democrats, depending upon who they're running. I know it's another whole conversation, but I do think China's weighing all of those things out. And I do think there's some up in the airness now, especially what's going on in the Middle East when it comes to our own presidential race. I got to believe China's putting all of that into the equation. Well, they are. And I mean, meanwhile, their domestic economy is just crumbling. I mean, their economic growth was based on real estate and building these huge cities. And it was about 25% of their growth. And it was quite a, quite a ride for a long time. But now you have all these so-called ghost cities, literally. Right. You have like 50-story towers right. that are either you know, not completed or completed and never will be occupied. But they've spent hundreds of billions of dollars. And the biggest real estate developer, a company called Evergrande, mm-hmm. uh, just yesterday um, did not, there was a restructuring of $19 billion of their debt, and they were not able to complete it. So it looks like they, they've already defaulted on some bonds. Um, that would be like, uh, what would be the equivalent? In <laughs> we don't have a company that big. No. They have 800 projects around China, 800. Each development has maybe... 50 buildings in it or something. It's just massive. Um, so they're, they're defaulting on their debt, and the Chinese don't know what to do about it. Uh, nobody wants to buy apartments when they're never going to be finished. A lot of people have their life savings in apartments mm-hmm. that they'll never be able to get out. They'll never be able to occupy, and they're not going to be finished. Um, so that's really causing consumer confidence to be hurt, uh, and just a really implosion in the, in the Chinese domestic economy. Now, that's crippling for their economy uh, how much outside investment was there in these things? A lot. A lot. I mean, we were pouring into them. I mean, we were thinking what goes into a building, concrete and copper and furnishings and all the things that go into a building, steel. You know, a lot of it was from us. Right. The world was supplying China with all kinds of raw materials to build all these buildings. Right. right. These cities. Right. So that demand has gone away. That, China was a major driver of world economic growth. And they're not building these things anymore, and all that demand just disappeared. Yep. yep. All right. Hang tight. we got calls coming in. See what they've got questions Alrighty. on. We'll come right back. High Five Plumbing is next. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE for all your plumbing needs. And like I said yesterday, they've done some work for me just of late and did a great job. Really appreciate them immensely. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing knows that trees in your yard can wreak havoc on your pipes, and they can fix the problem for good. Tree root intrusion occurs because the roots in your yard are naturally attracted to the moisture provided by your sewer lines. As the roots grow closer to your sewer system, the water inside functions like a fertilizer. 
causing them to pierce the lines, creating huge leaks and major obstructions. High Five uses a six-month drain treatment that has been proven effective against tree roots in an environmentally friendly process. High Five can use herbicides, hydrojetting, and augers to make sure that the root system is cleared and the tree stays healthy. And when you are a High Five Club member, the inspection is free. Your appointment is priority and you don't pay the service fee. You got slow drains, gurgling toilets, or smell sewage outside your home? Call High Five for this at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing today. All right, and much like we're talking to Jordan today on your finances, we have a financial advisor locally you can talk to. Do that with Al Smith, 303-744-1128. Managing your retirement portfolio to avoid risk and maximize returns is difficult. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will help you navigate it. He can streamline the complexity in your plan so it's clearer and easier to understand. He has powerful tools to ensure that you don't outlive your assets, fall victim to volatility, or make questionable market moves. Al knows that the opposite of having a purpose in retirement is having anxiety, and he turns your anxiety into confidence and thoughtfully walking through your retirement plan step by step. He helps you build a roadmap of your assets as you inch toward retirement, keeping surprises minimized and returns maximized. Al will help you to avoid wrong turns, guiding you to financial preparedness to match your plans. Contact Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial for a no-strings consultation and learn how he can help you create a stress-free retirement by going to klzradio.com money. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. All right, Michael Bailey Law, Mobile Estate Planning. Make sure that you're dialed in by the time the year ends. And to do that, you're going to have to get going quickly. Call Michael today. Find him at klzradio.com. There's an old superstition that some people believe that says that if you start planning your estate or completing a will, it could lead to death of the signer. Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, wants you to know that he has never, not one time, caused a person signing their will to meet an untimely demise. Michael comes to you, so there's no chance of a car accident or other fatal trauma. He is so sure that he will not cause your death that he will guarantee that talking about your death will not welcome it or your money back. In fact, Michael Bailey is proof that it won't because he talks about death every day with clients and he's still alive. There are plenty of flimsy reasons to put off getting your affairs in order, but fear that it will trigger your death is not one of them. So reach out to the mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey, today. Go to klzradio.com estate and fill out a short form that he promises will not cause you to perish prematurely. Now back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answer Man, myself, 
Of course, Andy Pate, Charlie Grimes, and got just a little bit of time left with Jordan. If you have a question, text me quickly like you did on the gold and silver, 307-200-8220. Jordan, for folks that are listening that maybe have built up a little bit of a nest egg, they're not one of those individuals affected by the 24% plus interest rates on credit cards. They're sitting well with their home. Maybe it's even paid off. Where do they stick their money right now where they can even get a better return than that 5% in a savings account? Well, I mean, there are stocks that have higher yields than 5.5%. There are real estate investment trusts. There are business development companies, BDCs, uh, utilities. You know, there are some yielding higher than that, but your capital is at risk more uh, with the volatility of the stock market. So if you don't want to worry about the volatility of your capital, that's where treasury bills and money market funds would come in. But there are definitely yields higher than 5.5%. AT&T is yielding 8% today, for example. Hmm. But the the stock has been terrible. (laughs) It's been... It used to be 40, it's down 18 or something. So there are there are risks to stretching sure. for higher yields. Yeah, well, Jordan, could you name, um, say, five stocks, five big ones that have dropped a lot to where maybe they're bottoming out? I know it's risky, I understand, to where maybe they have growth potential. Well, you know, what, one area that's dropped on is utility stocks, because uh, utilities uh, are inverse to interest rates. And as interest rates have been going up, utility stocks have been going down. So Con Edison in New York or Commonwealth Edison in Chicago or, you know, those kind of companies have very high yields these days and, and quite a consistent uh, business. That would be there. Another one would be real estate investment trusts. Uh, I would avoid the commercial ones that are buying or own office buildings. Oh, yeah. But there's plenty that are doing well, like an industrial real estate or even um, uh, healthcare real estate, you know, like nursing homes and things like that. So there's lots of good stocks out there that have some pretty high yields these days. Let me throw this to both Jordan and then you, John. Um, commercial real estate, what is the future looking like? I mean, let's face it. You go down downtown Denver, which is not nearly as bad as, say, San Fran, and you still see a very high rate of empty offices. Yes. What, what's coming? What, what do you foresee? Continued vacancies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, people's leases are coming up all the time. Either they're not renewing them at all or they're taking less space or they're paying lower rents, uh, the landlords are really hurting. And there's been a lot of defaults on office buildings and particularly shopping malls. Uh, they just can't make it. Uh, they're converting shopping malls into uh, Amazon warehouses or something. I mean, it's, there's just a lot less need for commercial. We, we just vastly overbuilt the office uh, market and the uh, retail market and shopping malls. So, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I think apartment buildings can do fine because people can't afford to buy homes. Mm-hmm. But I think the traditional commercial real estate market is, is in trouble long-term. Um, and I think that, especially on the commercial high-end office side, especially, Jordan, there are still some areas in the commercial space, as you know, that are are not you know going to be affected like the office space. But to your point and Andy's point, yeah, there's going to be a lot of commercial, especially high-end commercial office space I would want to not be in right now. Exactly. We overbuilt. And, you know, say, oh, just convert it to residential. It's not easy. It takes a lot of time. These buildings were not yeah, built. Yeah, that's not an overnight apartment. thing, as you know. Well, and also, is it, it's not going to bring in the same profit margin, is it? Not necessarily. And the amount of effort that it takes to go through the city process and so on, yeah, it's a, it's a very arduous process to do that. It doesn't happen overnight, as Jordan just said. Right. And a lot of people don't like to live in downtown areas. They like Correct. to live in the suburbs. They have more space. I mean, you see that in Denver, you know, mm-hmm. People live like to live all around Denver, but not as much, you know, in the center city as such. So I think those office buildings are not going to be converted into 
rent, uh, residential places, and they're going to sit empty for a long time. Yep. Um, all right, Jordan, with that, I appreciate all that you do for us on a weekly basis. A lot. Uh, I hate to say this, but there'll be a lot that happens between now and when you're on with us next month yep. right before we head into the holidays. And I, all I can say is buckle up, I guess. Uh, we never know month to month what's going to happen. I don't think you any of us predicted nope. uh, the Gaza war with Israel. So every month something dramatic happens, right. and I'm sure it'll happen in the next month, too. Best thing to do is just be aware of what's going on. Make sure your money's safe. Listen to folks like yourself. How do folks get a hold of you, by the way, Jordan, if they want to ask you something directly? My email is jordan at moneyanswers.com. Always glad to help you, listeners. Awesome. Jordan, appreciate you very much. Enjoy very uh, the rest of this month, and we'll talk to you next month. All right. Thank you both. You appreciate, bet. It. appreciate it very much. All right. We'll do the question of the day as soon as we come back. American National Insurance is next, folks. Make sure that you are properly insured, dialed in. My good friend Paul Lewinberger can help you with all of that. And more, of course, 303-662-0789. Paul Lewinberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way. Saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. All right, question of the day. Yesterday's was on October 9th, 1992. Somebody actually guessed this, by the way. Sent me a text message. What crashed into into the back of an orange 1980 Chevy Malibu when it was sitting in the driveway? The answer is a meteorite. 18-year-old Michelle Knapp was watching television in her parents' living room. In New York, when she hears a thunderous crash in the driveway alarm, she ran outside to investigate. What she found was startling, to say the, se- to say the least, a sizable hole in the rear end of her car, an orange 1980 Chevy Malibu. Okay, then. With a matching hole in the gravel driveway underneath. Yes, I, I would think so. Wow. There you go. All right. So, um, scientists estimate that the Earth is bombarded with about 100 pounds of meteoric material every day. So... Today's impossible question of the day. Answer this on the RushToReason.com website. Octopuses don't have tentacles. They have arms. What kind, of, on a, what kind of an arm does an octopus have? I have no idea. Do you know this, Charlie, by any chance? Andy, any chance? What do you call an I, octopus's arm? I didn't arm? know you referred to arms differently. So I didn't I either. This, is, this has a definite name. No, they're not. Actually, they don't have tentacles. We call them tentacles, but that's not actually correct. They have arms. And they're a certain name of an arm. Okay. Go figure. No, I got nothing. I mean, we always see the scary movies, and they're like they're tentacles or whatever. But no, and that's, they're really cool too. It's not what they are. Okay. <laughs> don't they have like? Don't the octopuses have like the little suction cup things on them where they like grab onto you and they won't let go that way? Little... Yeah, yeah, they do. Okay. I guess that's why they're not called tentacles. Maybe I don't. I don't know. This is not my what? area of expertise. 
quick question on downtown commercial real estate. Yes. What if you converted, say, two, three, four floors of these things to high-end real estate for people who work there? So you could have, you know, gorgeous apartments yeah. in the place where you work. I think some people are okay with that. I think there's a lot of other people, Andy, that just don't like living where they work. They feel there's too much connection to work in doing so. Okay. And and I I've never I've never lived that close to work, but to me that would be a line I would personally not want to cross. Probably me either. I'm just wondering about making yeah. it more of a oh. self-contained world. Yeah. Well, now you're agenda 21 UN, so there, there yeah. you go, man. <laughs> okay. Right right up there, alley. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what they want. That's a whole other discussion that we may get into at some point. For those of you that don't know what I mean by that, go look up Agenda 21 and you'll know because that is right up their alley. That's exactly what they want. Live and work in exactly the same place. So anyways, we'll be back. Hour number two is next. we got a candidate joining us, and then Andy and I will get into a little bit more of what we were talking about with Israel and Hamas as well. So hour two is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.